Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome back to another edition of Full Count. I am your host, Nick Earnshaw, here. And do we have a weekend of Phillies baseball to recap here today? Oh, my goodness. It was awful. To say the least, it was an awful weekend of baseball for the Phillies. Um, fundamentals, uh, they're a thing of the past, apparently, for this team. Um, and, you know, we we know they've they've been bad defensively. Uh, for the past couple of years. I get it. I get it. It's fine. They don't have to be a great defensive team. But my goodness, just just routine plays have to be made. And, and that did not happen this weekend. And for the Phillies, I mean, losing two or three of the Pirates, I, yeah, they started off hot this year. Yeah, they, they were shocking everybody a little bit, starting off hot. Great, fine. But the Pirates have come back down to earth. They've come back down to earth. They're, they're under 500. They came into this series with 45 wins. They were 45 and 57 coming into this series. Phillies took the first one. Awesome. Two to one win over Pittsburgh. You know, Zach Wheeler, great. Struck out 11, six and two thirds. He was phenomenal. Kyle Schwarber hit a two run home run. That's all they needed. He reached space every single time. And then, you know, that's, that's what's good about Schwarber is he'll, he'll walk. We'll get on base, fine. You know, I, we we've already hammered down on the on the leadoff spot. They they usually win when when he's in the leadoff spot. He feels most comfortable there. Cool. He said he can hit home runs, whatever. All right. But then Saturday and Sunday, you let Pittsburgh get win number forty six and forty seven on the season, and by no means should this team. The Pittsburgh Pirates taking two of three from the Philadelphia Phillies. It just shouldn't have happened. And the way each game happened, the way the Phillies lost both games, having leads, four, they, they were, oh, I, 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 I just, on su- I'll, I'll get into Sunday, but I got to start with Saturday. I, I am so, so horrifically upset at this team right now. Um, Going to get into the manager. Going to get into a couple of the players that have been terrible. Um, you know, we, we go into Saturday's game. Um, Phillies lose this one 7-6. to six. I, I don't even know what to say here. Uh, the Phillies, yeah, they had a lead in this ball game. They were winning. They looked great early on. Uh, they, they, come a, they come away with a 4-1 to one 
lead in the fifth inning. Pittsburgh gets back into it, and then a four-run fifth. Phillies climb back within one, but nope, they they don't win this one. Aaron Nola wasn't great. Some defense didn't help him either in that ball game. Nola went four and two-thirds, nine hits, five earned runs, six strikeouts, three walks. Defense wasn't great either. Uh, a, a win that got away uh, against a Pittsburgh team who gave you nine walks. They walked nine batters. Pittsburgh's pitching walked nine batters in Saturday's ball game. Nine. Priester had six walks as a starter. It's it's unbelievable to me that you're unable when a team gives you nine free base runners, you're unable to come away with a victory. I mean, it's it's bad baseball right there. It's just undisciplined at the plate. Um, Castellanos this entire weekend who has been moved in the two hole and he's been terrible. He's batting under 150 since the all-star break. He, he has not looked like the all-star Castellanos we saw in the first half. I mean, you're sitting here with the, with this team and, and you're moving and shaking up the lineup. Rob Thompson is, and you can't get anything right. I mean, nothing's going right for this team, especially in the past two games. Yeah. So Saturday, I mean, nine walks, they, they can't do anything Correctly, runners in scoring position, they're 3 of 12. Nine runners left on base. I mean, come on. Come on. And that was the line of the weekend from Scott Fransky. Come on. But, yeah, Saturday, not great. Not great. They, they lose this one. Like, okay. You know, you lose one, fine. You want to take two or three. You just take it two or three each series. That's what you got to do in baseball, right? Take two or three, win the series. You know, there's a lot of games. There's over 160 games, 162 games a year. Okay, all right. Get to Sunday. I I think Sunday was the worst loss of the season. Sunday had to have been the worst loss of the season for the Philadelphia Phillies. And I don't think there's any question. Yeah, Saturday was pretty bad. You know, you get nine free base runners. The defense wasn't great. Um, didn't help out Aaron Nola. Okay. It, you know, we had that debacle in that fifth inning. Fine. All right. You know, Bad loss, bad loss. Pro- that that might have been the worst of the season up until that point. But you get to Sunday. <laughs> they topped it. They How do you top the worst loss of the season in back-to-back games? It's just, it's mind-boggling to me. Uh, and you go into Sunday's game, you lose 6-4. to four, And there's no reason this team should have lost this game. They had so many opportunities to win. But they didn't deserve to win. They didn't deserve to win when the lineup card came out of that game. They didn't. They, they really didn't. Why is Bryson Stott, Bryson Stott not starting? How do you not start your best player? He's got the best average on the team, other than Johan Rojas, but he hasn't you know, been up here a while. How do you not start Bryson Stott? That, that was my first red flag. Like, he's played under 100 games, and other guys like Casty and Schwarbs, they've played over 100 games. What are we giving Bryson Stott a day off? He's 25. He's... I, it just doesn't make any sense. What are we load managing Bryson Stott for? Like, he's gotten more days off. Not to say he gets days off every single day, and but why are you giving him a day off at all? What does he need a day off for on a Sunday afternoon against a bad team? JT Romuto, eh, makes a little more sense, right? It does. It makes a little more sense. He's older. He's a catcher. Fine, you're going up against a bad team. I'm cool with JT taking some days off because, you know, you want to preserve his legs a little bit. You know, that's that's cool with me. I'm fine with that. I, I really am. I'm cool with 
JT taking days off. But Bryson Stott, what, what, what is he getting a day off for? There's no reason for a young player who's in, what, his second full season in the major leagues? Why is he getting days off? Uh, it's that, that was the biggest red flag for me going into that one. To start Josh Harrison and also Edmundo Sosa. I mean, come on. What the heck? Harper back at DH. Schwarber back in left field. Marsh getting the day off, too. He came in to pinch run later in the game. But the lineup from the... You knew this game was going to be doomed from from when the lineup card came out. You knew it. So then we get into the ball game, right? Starting pitcher who has been phenomenal for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Christopher Sanchez. Oh, what a what a great game out of him. Fantastic game out of him. Um, you're, you're getting a lot of good innings out of Christopher Sanchez, and you know that that's huge because then it allows you to be more flexible at the deadline. Great. You might have that fifth starter you've been looking for to eat innings and do a good job. To do a really good job. And Christopher Sanchez has done that. Great start. Great start by Christopher Sanchez in game three of this series. I, I you couldn't ask for more. You really couldn't have asked. Well, you could ask for a little more if he went back out there, but that wasn't his call. It, it w- wasn't his call at all. So I was happy with Christopher Sanchez, the way he pitched. He's looked great. He only goes five innings in this one. Three, hit three batters, two walks. He was a little wild. Control was there. Command was, wasn't great. But, you know, he didn't give up a run. Didn't allow a hit. Did not allow a hit in this ballgame. Yeah, I, I, all right, you know, maybe let this guy rock for a little bit. 73 pitches heading into the sixth inning. What does Rob Thompson decide to do? He pulls Sanchez. He pulls Sanchez for Sir Anthony Dominguez. What, what, uh, why are you pulling? Why are you pulling Christopher Sanchez? He's throwing a no-hitter. He's at 73 pitches. I don't care if it's the third time through to the lineup. I don't care if his velo dipped a tad. Fine. This is a guy who has pitched... Better than any other pitcher, basically, since June 17th. Um, he, he's given a, allowed fewer walks and hits per inning pitch than any pitcher since, since June 17th. Since he's been called up. Guy's been phenomenal. He gets pulled uh, for, after five innings at 73 pitches. He didn't want... He didn't... Rob Thompson, you know, after the game said, oh, they want to go through through the lineup again. It was a third time. And he also had a stomach ache, which Christopher Sanchez kind of confirmed. But then, like, Thompson got wishy-washy and said, oh, he might have had a few more pitches in him, about 15 more pitches, but he wasn't going to no-hit them anyway. He was at 73 pitches. This isn't Little League. This isn't where you're maxed out. I think what I played was like 85 in, in Little League. You're not maxing the guy out. I mean, come on. Uh, listen, if he's if he was really feeling that bad, then, then all right, fine, I get it. But to bring in Sir Anthony Dominguez, I know you want to get him innings, and for him to choke away the lead the way he did, uh, he just does not look the same. I, you know, he's been injured throughout the season. Fine, uh, but my goodness, he he did not look good at all in his appearance. Um, gives up the lead, gives up some runs. Not a great outing from Sir Anthony Dominguez, and that's a concern. It's it's definitely a concern. He goes a third of an inning, two earned, three hits, uh, gave up the home run. That's it's ridiculous. Hoffman came in, closed the door for him. A little bit, but yeah, I, I I can't sit here and defend Rob Thompson right now. I can't. And, and 
That was the only thing. The defense was an atrocity too. Uh, pop up, Bryson. Uh, not excuse me, Bryson Stott. Trey Turner and Edmundo Sosta. You know, I wish it was Bryson Stott out there, but uh, Trey Turner, Mundo Sosa, pop fly. They, they no no one's communicating. It's a short stops ball. No, it looked like that looked like little league for sure. I mean, you let a pop up drop in the infield, um, allows another run to score. I mean, it sets the tone for the inning and became an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare for this team uh, later on in the game. So, yeah, I, I've, this this ball club's in a lot of trouble. And, and and you go you go from the defense, you go from the pitching, from the manager. They can't they can't run the bases correctly. Listen, I it, later in the game, you know, with the the Bryce Harper thing and Alec Baum getting tied, I believe it was in the tenth. What the heck is going on? What what the heck is Alec Baum doing? He puts his head down. Uh, it screws up uh, Bryce Harper over at third base. I think he, he you know, he, af- I think Bryce Harper was going to stop anyway because of the strong arm out in right field. But I, I, I can't understand why this team can't run the bases. It this was in the beginning of the season too. This was in the, in the beginning of the year. I get Henry Davis. I I get he has a strong arm and he's like you know he's been a catcher and you know there's controversy with him being a catcher, but he's got a good arm, right? Said at least he's got a good arm. What the heck is this team doing on the base pass? It just makes no sense to me. So that was another thing. Uh, you know, Harper ultimately gets thrown out at home as you know Alec Bohm goes back to second base, and it was a rundown, and you know all the guys kind of got caught up at third. And yeah, I, I, it, I mean, just fundamentals just are out the window with this team. Like I. That's just discipline. That that's just from that comes from the top. That comes from the manager down. I mean, something's got to give here. If you're not playing fundamental baseball, fielding ground balls, catching pop-ups, running the bases correctly, and, and, and running into little league mistakes, that's that's cause for concern for me. And you know, we're, we're talking about this team going back to the World Series, getting in the playoff spot. I mean, this team's look on the outside looking in right now, and it's going to be August. It's not like it's May right now. We're we're almost done the season. All star breaks passed. There, there's not much baseball left. There's two months left. There's two months of regular season baseball left, and Rob Thompson's not managing well right now. He's not. I mean, I mean, the lineups have been a, an atrocity. Given Bryson Stott days off, it's it's been ridiculous. He he's pulling guys early in starts, and the analytics are overtaking and. No, I like analytics. I think they do help the game and enhance you, but you got to have a feel. You got to have a feel. If Sanchez is really that upset, I don't think he's going five innings. Really. Send him out there again. And then on top of that, you're taxing your bullpen. You want these guys to be fresh for the playoffs. You're taxing, you've taxed them early on in the season. Like, I, like a guy like Matt Strom, I mean, he's pitched a ton of innings. He started some games for this team, but. You know, he's pitched a lot of innings. Now he's coming in. Relief one, two innings here. I'm getting concerned right now with the manager. The manager has not made good decisions. The lineup's been bad that that he's been putting out there. He doesn't know where to put guys. I give him credit for dropping Trey Turner, who's you know, has not lived up to the $300 million contract. But if you're the manager, you got to have a feel for your guys, for your team, for your squad. And it just doesn't seem like he has that right now. So, as we sit here, the Phillies, they lose two of three to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Not great. Uh, When we get back from break, we're going to look ahead. The Marlins are coming to town. 
little bit of a homestand. A lot of home games in the month of August. We could put this one away. Got to put it aside because the fundamentals weren't great. It was just bad, bad baseball throughout the entirety of the weekend. Um, just from from everybody. I mean, there, there was no excuses from anyone on the Phillies. There's not. I mean, you look at Thompson. Does not manage well. Did not manage well this past weekend. Lineups were bad. You look at the defense. The defense has been poor. Trey Turner's been poor over at shortstop. He's not a all-world Gold Glove shortstop, but I mean, fundamental plays have have killed him, and have killed this team. I mean, Brandon Marsh as well. I mean, this weekend lets the ball go right by him. I think I think that was in Saturday's game in the debacle of fifth of the fifth inning when Aaron Ola was on the hill. Got to keep the ball in front of you. So the defense was bad. Uh, Castellanos at the plate looks like old Castellanos from last year. I mean, swinging it at absolute crap. He goes up there just and hack and hacks away, just hacks away up there at the dish. So that that's concerning. I mean, his batting average has really dipped, and he's not provided a spark for this lineup at all, especially when he's gotten moved to the two hole. You know, he's getting the, those breaking pitches, like 0-2, 1-2, even 2-2, and he's chasing way out of the zone again. He's going going uber-aggressive at the play. I, I don't know what it is. The discipline's just not there for him. I mean, I, I could just touch on all, all different things, but it's it's been a nightmare for the Phils, a nightmare this past weekend. Their two worst losses of the season came in back-to-back games. You get home now. You just gotta you gotta flush it. You gotta flush the the series because it it was not pretty. Uh, the fills. I'm not hitting the panic button yet, but there's cause for concern. Trade deadline's coming up. This team needs to make a move, and we're gonna get into the trade deadline in a little bit. We'll get we'll preview the Marlins series um, as well coming up. But man, do the Phillies have a lot to be worried about? All right, Nick Earnshaw here. For full count, thank you everyone for listening. We'll be right back on the other side. We're getting the preview for the Marlins. But next, we got we to gotta touch on the trade deadline. It, it's next. It is, there's a lot of rumors flur- flowing around. A lot of trades that have already been made. What are the Phillies going to do and what do the Phillies need? All right, be right back here on Full Count. Welcome back into Full Count. Nick Earnshaw here, your host. And you know, before we get into trade deadline and before we review the the Marlins series, um, I just want to say that everyone that's reached out and said uh, some kind words about the show and, you know, listen, really appreciate it. Um, hope you continue to enjoy the show and continue um, to check it out on, you know, wherever you get your podcasts, etc. Um, so thank, thank you, everyone, for who's reached out uh, with kind words about the show. But... I want to continue here with the Phillies, you know, after a tumultuous, yes, big words, big words, tumultuous, word of the day, word of the day, tumultuous, uh, well, actually, word of the weekend, um, literation there, word of the weekend, um, the Phillies just, they, they were brutal this past weekend against the Pirates, and, you know, not great timing, because the trade deadline is fastly approaching, August 1st, yes, August 1st, it's right here, it's here, it's basically here. At this point, and the Phillies clearly have some glaring, glaring needs. And you know, I've talked about it the past couple of shows. Um, who who are some guys you can get? I've mentioned Mark Stroman, Teoscar Hernandez, out in Seattle. Another bat maybe they could get because as of right now, there's starting to be some names coming off the board, right? 
names are coming off the board. Trades are being made as we wind down August 1st. Um, and I think one that really sticks out to me, um, I think I've mentioned his name before. If I haven't mentioned it on this show, I've mentioned it on WIP on, on other shows. Um, Randall Grishik and CJ Crone. I mentioned, I've definitely mentioned CJ Crone before. I, I don't know if it was on this show. It probably was. Uh, he, he, they're heading to the Angels. So the Angels are, are not giving up. They're not trading Otani. Otani's going to stay in Anaheim for the time being, for the rest of the year at least. And they're going for it. They want to make a playoff push with Mike Trout coming back off the injured list at some point before the season ends. They want to make a, they want to make a, a run at this. Um, so they go out. They go get C.J. Crone, Randall Grishuk from Colorado, and I, I think it's a great move. I, I think C.J. Crone is going to help them as well as Randall Grishuk. I think that those are two really good bats to get from Colorado from a team that that is so irrelevant. The Rockies are just so irrelevant right now. Um, it's not 07 at all. That's that's for sure. Uh, they, they don't have they don't have a Todd Helton. Uh, they don't have a Troy Tulowitzki. They don't have a Carlos Gonzalez Cargo. Remember him? Yeah, they're they're irrelevant. So they're unloading some players, and you know those those are some names that could have been, could have been floated to the Phillies, right? It could have been names that the Phillies went after, and you know they're they're now in Los Angeles in the AL. So those are two names off the board. St. Louis seems to be also just unloading. They make a trade with the Texas Rangers. They made actually two trades in one day. One with the Texas Rangers, another with the Toronto Blue Jays. St. Louis, they trade Jordan Montgomery to the Texas Rangers. A good starting pitcher right there, uh, as well as Chris Stratton. Another pitcher, another arm could come out of the bullpen for Texas. Uh, St. Louis, they got John King back, Thomas Segezi. I believe that's how you pronounce it, Takoa Roby. Um, so they got, some na- they got some names back, some young prospects as well. Uh, and then they also trade Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks to the Blue Jays. Ah, Man, these are some names that are just coming off the board for the Phillies, and uh, you know you got to sit here and think. All right, there's you know what are the Phillies going to do? I mean, the deadline's on its way; it's around the corner. Dave, what do you got up your sleeve, man? And you know it's it's pretty evident, especially this past weekend. You got to get a bat, preferably a right-handed bat. Um, and you know Cody Bellinger, another name that I've I've seen linked to the Phillies and would have liked to maybe see here in Philadelphia. Um, apparently Chicago's taking him off the trade block. So don't expect a Cody Bellinger trade to Philadelphia. Um, so that he would have been a perfect fit I, other than, you know, it, I get the lefty thing uh, having, you know, all these lefties in a row. I, I totally get it. Um, but he would have fit the mold if he could play first base, he could play the outfield in the corner and, you know, he's a solid bat, and he has some power. So that would have been nice. He's off the board, though. Man, I, I mean, now it's starting to be slim pickings. The one rumor that has really intrigued me, if you're a Phillies fan, is that I've seen the White Sox are ready to unload. And the White Sox have already made some trade trades. Uh, they traded Kendall Grayman. Uh, they traded Lance Lynn. They traded Joe Kelly. So these are some guys that they've already unloaded, but Luis Robert, another rumor, Phillies potential target. What would they have to give up to get him? I mean, that would be just phenomenal. That that would come out of left field for me, no pun intended. Does he play? Yeah, he plays left field. He plays wherever, wherever he plays, it doesn't matter. You have Luis Robert out there. 
for the Phillies that is a name that's being flowed around. I'd be excited, man. That would be awesome if they could, you know, poach some players from the White Sox and are able to make a deal with them because they seem like they are giving up. <laughs> that's cool with me. You know, if you're the Phillies, you you have some holes. Um, and, you know, the, the right-handed bat, clearly a hole. You need to add something in this lineup. Now, is it going to be, oh, you go get another bat, you get a Robert to add to this lineup, and it's going to be a quick fix? No, 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 no. The other guys have to step up, too. You can add a bat to this lineup all you want, but, but, if you if you don't have your other players, the players you've signed to a lot of big contracts step up offensively and start getting it rolling, eh, then it's going to be meaningless. It's going to be totally meaningless because those guys have to step up. Trey Turner's got to get it going. I'm sorry, but you're paying him $300 million uh, over this long, long contract that he signed. You, he's got to get the bat rolling. He, you have him dropped to seventh in the lineup right now. This is the, in the beginning of the year, he was supposed to be your leadoff hitter, but now you have him at the bottom of your lineup. And Rob Thomas had to make that decision. He's been bad defensively. He's in his own head. He's got to get it going. JT Romuto, another guy, has had a kind of a down year. Really, he has. I mean, he's kind of flown under the radar a little bit, but JT, because of the whole Trey Turner stuff, but JT's had a bad year. He hasn't been great. So these guys got to get it going too. You can add all you want at the deadline. You can add a bat. You can add an arm. But your guys that you have on the team right now, the players you do have, they have to get it rolling. That's an issue that this team is facing with right now. The guys that they they already paid that are already in this lineup, they aren't swinging the bat. So JT's got to get it go. Cassianos, I mean, since the All-Star break, has been brutal. Hitting under 150. He's got to get it going. Like, the, you can make these trades fine, but you gotta, you got to get these other, other players rolling at, at, at the plate. This one's got to be better from like guys like Cassianos. Trey Turner's got to get out of his own head, got to play better defense, make the routine plays, and also when he gets his pitches, make good contact and square up the ball. That's got to happen. Bryce doesn't have the same power as he as he's had in years past. He doesn't. I mean, it's it, it's obvious that it, the Tommy John surgery has affected him. He doesn't have the same power. Guy's got a what five home runs this year, under ten home runs. That's not usual for Bryce Harper. So he's another guy that you maybe he could start coming around in September. But you know, you only have two months left. I mean, there's got to be a little more sense of urgency here. They can make a trade all they want. But you also need these guys to get going. And I'm going to stick to that point regardless of who who they go after and what moves they make. So, uh, yes, right-handed bat preferably would be phenomenal. Robert, Teoscar Hernandez, out in Seattle, another name that could be thrown around. Tommy Pham. Now, the Mets, they've given up. They've traded, (laughs) traded Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers, which is I find just hysterical. Um, I, I predicted the Mets not being good this year. Um, I actually predicted them to be in third place, so I thought they were going to be a little bit better than this, but they've been bad. Uh, they've traded Max Scherzer to the Rangers for Luis Angel Acuna. That's Ronald Acuna's brother, uh, one of the top prospects. I think he'll be probably number one in that system now. Um, I think he was number two in Texas's system. So they get a prospect back. 
they're unloading a little bit. And Tommy Pham is a name that comes up um, that has continued to come up in conversations for a trade. I mean, the Mets move off of him. Um, and the Phillies could be a, a team that maybe jumps in there, plays left field. It's a righty bat. He's had a pretty good year, 268 average, 10 homers, 62 total hits on the season. It's, it's a name I, I would be cool with. I'd be fine with that. 348 OBP, 472 slugging, 820 OPS, 126 OPS plus Tommy Pham. I'd be I'd be fine with that. Be interesting to make a trade with the Mets. I think it'd be pretty funny. Be like, yeah, give us uh, one of your players that we could take and could fill out a nice role for us as we make a playoff run while you guys kind of figure everything out after you spend all this money that Steve Cohen had in the offseason. I think it's I think it's comical. I think it's hilarious that the Mets downfall happens again. There's nothing better than seeing the Mets downfall. I know I'm getting a little off topic, but there's just nothing better than it. All that money they spent going after Ver- Verlander's actually been named in trade talks as well. That's, that's pretty funny. I mean, Scherzer, what, he pitched there a year and a half? They're going to have to pay him all this money anyway as he go pitches for Texas as they try and make a playoff push this year? As they lost? It's like they're poaching all of their, all of the Mets pitchers. I mean, they took the Grom who got hurt this year, but they took the Grom in the offseason, and now they just traded Mac, for Max Scherzer from the Mets. It's pretty funny. Texas is going to become the Mets of the South. Is that Midwest? Um, South, Southern Southern Midwest, whatever. Texas, it's at the bottom of the country. It's you know, it's sort of, it's in the south, southern part, whatever. I know my geography, um, but yeah, I it'd be it'd be crazy to see if Tommy Pham was able to be traded to the Phillies. I think it'd be funny. Um, you know, a couple other names: Adam Duvall, another guy that's been floated out there. Wouldn't mind him, but they have to get a bat. A bat's a necessity without Reese Hoskins. I don't know. I mean, we've seen some videos of Reese kind of been out there throwing a little bit, running around. Eh, I don't. I wouldn't expect Reese Hoskins to make a return, maybe for the playoffs. But like, what are you going to get out of him? He's going to have to get revved up again. So you got to go get a bat. Bat's number one. Number two, an arm. You need an arm out of the pen. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I like them to get a starter, but with where they're at offensively. And where they are with the bullpen and some of the injuries that they that they've incurred, I'd be a little concerned. Be a little concerned more with the bullpen than maybe a starting pitcher because gotten gotten great innings out of Christopher Sanchez and he's really stepped up. Taiwan Walker after a slow start looked great. Um, Nola is what he is at, at this point. Wheeler, you know, an ace as well. And then Ranger hopefully can get himself back um, to being Ranger Suarez too. So I I think. Starting pitching should be maybe third. Now, just just what's transpired over the past couple of weeks. Leave, leave starting pitching maybe on the back burner a little bit. Bat and arm out of the bullpen is what you need to go after. That that's got to happen. And the Phillies, you know, they, they're dealing with Sir Anthony. Him, he hasn't looked sharp. Alvarado's been hurt. You might need to go after another guy out of the bullpen. So we'll see. I I mean we'll see. I th- I think Dave Dombrowski is going to be aggressive. Um, I think Griff McGarry is going to be traded. I think there's no doubt in my mind he gets traded. I think that's a piece you could really leverage, um, to get some talent back. Um, 
it wouldn't shock me if Johan Rojas is traded either. I mean, coming up, playing a little bit, maybe to give some teams an idea of what Rojas can be like. Made an error on Sunday's first, I think it was his first career error. But overall, I mean, he covers a really good center field. Has a good glove. Um, only He's come up from double-A, so I think it'll take a little bit of time for the bat to develop. But could be a pro- another prospect on the move. I don't think they're going to sell the farm this trade deadline. But I, I think they're going to give up some pieces to get something back in return. Um, if they go after a bigger name, expect McKay will be gone. I don't think Painter will be traded, especially with the injury. Painter will will be here. But Griff McGarry definitely will be gone. That is my prediction. He will be gone in some type of deal. McAble depends on the name. Bigger name, McAble will be gone too. All right. We'll see what happens with Dave Dombrowski in this front office as the August 1st trade deadline, 6 p.m. is when the trade deadline will commence. You won't be able to make trades after that on August 1st, 6 p.m. P.M. Eastern Time. See what the Phillies do. Can they make that push to Red October once again? All right. Come back. We're going to preview the Marlins series. See what they got coming up with the Fish. And, you know, they're in a tight, tight wild card race. And the Fish have been playing some good baseball. So we'll get right into that on the other side. This is Full Count with your host, Nick Ernst. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Full Count. Nick Earnshaw, your host. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we got a preview the next coming week for the Phillies, they have a four-game set coming up with the Miami Marlins. The Marlins, well, they've been playing some pretty good baseball as of late. They've won three out of their last four games, took two of three from the Detroit Tigers. And three of their last three wins, they have a combined, if I can do math correctly, it's only if I could do it correctly, they have scored a total of 20 runs in those three wins. So... They're putting the bat on the baseball, and they're finding ways to win as they've won their last three of four games. But, you know, the Phillies not coming in too hot into this series. And the Marlins, they also have a half-game lead in the wild card race over the Phillies right now. Yes, the Phillies are outside looking in. If you look at the National League standings as they stand right now, heading into this Miami series, the Phillies are 56-49. and 49. The Miami Marlins are 57-49. and 49. They are locked into that third wild card spot. That's a place the Phillies want to be. They want to be in that third spot. And this is a gigantic series. There's no more of this, okay, we, you know, it's, you know, we're sitting here. There's still plenty of time. There's a lot of baseball left. No, 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 no. None of that anymore. It's going to be August. It's going to be August. Two months of baseball left. You're in a playoff race. You're in a pennant race. This is why this team needs to show a sense of urgency because this is a gigantic series. This could you know, be a tiebreaker towards the end of the year. Getting these wins over the Marlins will be huge. Like It would have been nice to have those wins over the Pirates just to add to your win total. But getting this series against the Marlins is ginormous. you got to take three or four here. I, I That's a victory to me. If Anything less than that is a failure. They split. What good does that do? What good does a split do? No, you have to take three of four here. No no ifs, ands, or buts. This is a Phillies team coming home. They're going to be home most of the month. You have to take three of four against the Marlins. 
In the past, they've had trouble with the Marlins. Last year, they were better against the Marlins. The Marlins are a better team this year. They're a more talented team. They're in a chase right now. They're third. They're, they're you know there's one of the three best teams in the NL East. You know we thought the Mets would be at least one of the three best teams in the NL East. That hasn't been the case. They've been bad. The Marlins have stepped in and, and shocked shocked the world a little bit um, with them playing really good baseball and they they've played well as of late. So if you're the Phillies, this is a gigantic series. I don't think it's being talked about enough of how important this series is. And when you look at it, you, we have to go back before the season even started. This year was the year that you play everybody. You, you play all, all the American League teams. This is this was the year you didn't have as many division games. So that's why winning the division games is so important. And when you're in a chase for a wild card against a team like the Marlins, who are a half game up on you, yeah, you got you to gotta win these series. You have to. If this Phillies team wants to go back to the playoffs and have Red October again, have the fans go nuts and make it just awful to play at Citizens Bank Park for an opposing team and make it loud, you got to win series like this. The people are showing out. The attendance is up. You have to win these series, and you have your top four pitchers starting in this series in what it looks like. Four games against the Marlins. Four gigantic games. This is a series you must win. I don't care if it's a four-game series. No, you don't want to split this at home. This is a series you need to go out and win. You just show you're capable of being a playoff team again and show a little bit of a sense of urgency. And, and you can't make these silly mistakes. That has to be corrected right now, right this second. I, I, I can't sit here and stress enough how important this series is. This this is a, this could be a, a season-defining series for the Phillies. I, I'm dead serious. You don't have as many games against your division opponents as you once did. You're in a tight race with a couple of teams. San Francisco, Milwaukee, Miami, Philadelphia, Arizona. Even you could throw Chicago in there. San Diego is five games out. There's a lot of teams vying for these three spots. And the Phillies are only one game up, or excuse me, one game out, from the top wild card spot. So if you leapfrog one of those teams and start taking those games against a team like Miami, who's a division opponent? Who is ahead of you right now? Yeah. Yeah, you better. You need to at this point because th- these games are dire. These games are dire. The the games against your division opponents are, are more important than ever. And against the Marlins, yeah, you, you better go take three or four. And now... We'll take a look at the probable pitchers starting this week for the Phillies and the Marlins. In the first game, game one of this series, will be Taiwan Walker. Yep, Taiwan Walker back on the hill for the Philadelphia Phillies in game one of this series. And he'll go up against and face Edward Cabrera for the Marlins. Cabrera, we'll take a look at his numbers first. His last couple of starts eh, have been meh, not great. Uh, only went two innings. Pitched uh, on July 25th against Tampa Bay. Four hits allowed, three earned runs, two walks in that one. Game before that against St. Louis, five innings, one earned run, two hits. Dig up a home run and three walks. Uh, on, on the year for him, he has, he's been okay. Five and six record on the year, 4.74 ERA in 16 games started this year, 1.42 whip this season. And as for Taiwan Walker, 
Walker, the last start against Baltimore, five and two thirds, six hits, two earned runs, no homers allowed, three walks. Was decent in that game. Month of July was was okay for for Walker. Uh, in his previous start on July twentieth, first from Milwaukee, went six innings of six hits, four earned runs, gave a one home run, as well as two walks, had six, six strikeouts in that ball game month. Month of July wasn't as as good as June. June he had a one point five zero ERA. July had a 4.56 ERA, so he kind of came back down to earth a little bit. Hopefully, he can get it rolling here against the Marlins because getting that first game, it's going to be important. On the year, 11 and 4, 4.06 ERA in 21 starts. Also has a 1.27 WHIP on the year. That'll be game one. That's the first pitching matchup. Second pitching matchup. Looking ahead is Ranger Suarez versus Sandy Alcantara. Looking forward to this one. Need Ranger to get back on track. Uh, Ranger on the year, 2-5, and five, 4.22 ERA and 14 starts, 1.39 whip. His last couple of starts eh, haven't been great. At 6.11, 6.11 ERA in the month of July. His last start against Baltimore, 6 innings, 7 hits, 4 on runs, 1 home run, 1 walk. On July 21st against Cleveland on the road, 5 innings pitched, 8 hits, 4 on runs, uh, 2 walks, 5 strikeouts. I need Ranger to, to get back into form a little bit. Uh, he struggled in the month of July, um, gave up three or more earned runs in each of, each of those five starts. I, I need Ranger to be better. I need him to come back like he did in June, right? June had a really good month of June. The ERA came down, uh, went six or more innings in all of those starts in June. It was five starts in that month. Yeah, I need that Ranger to come back. I, I need that Ranger to show up. I need playoff Ranger to show up. That's that's what the, the Phillies need out of him uh, heading into this series. Third game, it's looking like Zach Wheeler against Braxton Garrett. Braxton Garrett, eh, on the season, has been okay. Hasn't had a great month of July with a 5.92 ERA. His last start wasn't bad, though. Six innings pitched, five hits, one run, none earned, two hit batsmen, one walk, and six strikeouts. That was against Detroit on July 28th on the season overall, 5-3, 4 ERA in 20 games started, 1.18 whip. And as for Zach Wheeler, in his last start against Pittsburgh, 6-2-thirds, which was game one of the last series, 6-2-thirds innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, one walk, 11 strikeouts. Pretty good month of July for Zach Wheeler. Uh, next start obviously will be coming coming in the month of August. 3.41 ERA in the month of July. Pretty good stuff out of him. Uh, went five or more innings in every single start. Um, and his last four starts has gone six or more innings pitched. So you know, let let, let Zach Wheeler rock a little bit, Rob. Don't don't you know tax your bullpen as much uh, in this series. And then for the final game, the fourth and final game, it'll be Aaron Nola versus. Johnny Cueto. Aaron Nola, we know the struggles he's had this year. It's always that one inning. It's always that one inning. And you know, as we mentioned early on in the show, uh, on Saturday, the 29th against Pittsburgh, four and two-thirds, nine hits, seven runs, five earned, one home run given up, three walks, six strikeouts. Didn't get help from his defense. I, I didn't really get well, a ton of help uh, in that fifth inning on Saturday. You know, Aaron Nola is one of the league leaders in, in, in home runs allowed. You, 
you, you just want to hope that he's not going to have a home run this year. I, I believe in Aaron Nola. I know he's got ace stuff in there. Um, this is a series you need him to come up big because th- that final game could be a, a series decider. If you could take two or three out of the first three games, yeah, you, you, you need Nola to have ace-like stuff. You need him to bounce back here as we start coming down the stretch, start you know entering the final two months of the season. Dog days are still rolling on, but you know we're, we're starting to get in that urgent time of the year where you need your, your aces to pitch like it, and you need Aaron Nola to pitch like it. Johnny Cueto um, came up, came up uh, from the 60-day DL not too long ago, early July. He came up uh, his last start against Detroit. Just fine. I mean, he's okay. Six innings, got the loss. Six innings, four earned runs, two homers, a walk, five strikeouts. Um, you know, still kind of getting back into things. Only three starts in the month of July. 3.00 ERA in this, well, this month still. It's still this month at the time of this recording. But, uh, you know, I, I think Aaron Ola should outpitch Johnny Cueto, to say the least, in, in the final game of this series. So, to look ahead to the Miami Marlins series for the Phillies. Uh, after that, the KC Royals will come to town over the weekend. It'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think I'm going to the Saturday game. I got tickets for my birthday. So I wonder who's going to be pitching that day. If we look that far ahead, I think it should be Walker um, on that day for the Phillies. But yeah, so the, the Royals will come to town after the Marlins. But Marlins series is far. They're all important, but this Marlins series has a little bit more oomph to it um, and, and importance heading into this wild card chase and a playoff chase over these next couple of months. All right, take a quick step off. Final segment coming your way, and you know what that means. We got to check into the minor leagues. Who's next? Could a guy that could be traded? Maybe one of the prospects that could be traded? We'll talk about it up next here on Full Count. Welcome back to Philly's Full Count. Nick Earnshaw here, your host. And as we are going to do on every episode, we're going to end with who's next. Look down around the Philly's farm system, who's hot, who's really stepping up to the plate, one of some of the top prospects. Um, Just want to kind of give an idea of what we're looking at towards the P-H-U-T-U-R-E future. For the Philadelphia Phillies, and you know, I think I might have to go with another possible trade chip. Uh, I, I mean, listen, any of these prospects can get traded um, by by the deadline, and we know Dave Dombrowski is willing to make moves and be aggressive. I, he's, he's this is a possible name that that could be dealt, um, just because of where the Phillies are at right now and and what they're looking at. I have to go with Carlos De La Cruz. Now, De La Cruz, he's ranked number nine in the Phillies. Farm system stands, yes, at six feet eight tall. Yeah, he's six foot eight. He's six foot eight. I actually got to see him a little bit when I worked in the minor leagues. I, I will mention this every time I, I I highlight a player that's in the minors that's a prospect. I will talk about, yeah, I, I saw him play. I did see De La Cruz play. Um, he was massive. Massive. Remind you a little bit of like Aaron Judge because he does have decent power um, from the right side. Um, he's gigantic, can play the outfield, got a decent arm, can run a little bit too. Um, so, yeah, I, I got I got it with Carlos De La Cruz this week. Number ninth prospect in the Philly system. Possibility he gets dealt. On the year, he's batting 286, 359 on base percentage with an 847 OPS. Yes, he's he's hitting extremely well this season, and it's in double A, which is very, very good, a very, very good sign for him. Um, you know, the month 
of April. Started off a little slow in the month of May. Started getting going. Bad 284 in the month of May. Month of June, even better, 320. Bad at 320 in the month of June. Came back down to earth a little bit. 278. Has had a really consistent year for Reading. Um, a bunch of multi-hit games. Uh, July 26th through our 25th through 27th. Had three straight multi-hit games. So he's been really putting the bat on the baseball. And he's a, a very intriguing prospect. 23 years old, 6 feet 8 tall, has good power, um, is is hitting for average this year. Is hitting for a really good average, um, but he can hit for power. 18 dingers, 49 RBIs, 108 hits. And, and it's been the consistency for him. Um, you know, has a, has a lot of raw talent. Um, especially at his height, uh, looks overmatching at times. But Carlos De La Cruz, a name to watch in trade negotiations heading into the deadline. Um, would not be shocked if they move him with how well he's playing. You called, I already called up Johan Rojas. I don't know if they're going to need a Carlos De La Cruz in the future. I would definitely see him. I could definitely see him in, in a trade um, at, at some point before the deadline. Dave Dombrowski moving him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Carlos De La Cruz, watch that name for the deadline. Um, really tall, really tall player in the Phillies farm system, number nine ranked prospect. All right, that's going to do it for me here on Phillies Full Count. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see what Dave Dombrowski has up his sleeve for this year's deadline and the Phillies pennant chase. All right, that'll do it for me. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.